Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The panel. 10.24 on Mornings with Mackay Van for Smithy, who's on ICC Women's Cricket World Cup duty. Don't forget, tomorrow, White Ferns. Up against Wendy's ball by ball commentary live here on SCNZ. And of course, if you're watching it on the telly, all 31 games live on Sky Sport. Okay, big talk, big boss in the house. Oh, look out. <laughs> boss, boss Bradley Rubens here. Hey, bud, how are good morning, you? Morning, Stephen. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. And the journalist Patrick McKendry. G'day, Patrick. G'day, Stephen. How are you going, mate? I'm good, mate. I trust you are well in these times that we live in. I am well, thanks. Yeah, it's a beautiful day in Auckland, and I'm enjoying some of the sunshine outside. I please excuse me if you can hear some uh, road uh, road noise. I'm sort of not too far from a from a fairly busy road. Okay, just don't walk onto the road while you're talking, Patrick. That's that's all I'm asking. I'll go to you first, mate. Uh, Manu Vatavai, three years and seven months for importation of meth. Let's, uh, it's a two part question, so we'll take the first part of it, and I'll get your thoughts from both of you. How do we avoid this happening again, Patrick? Well, look, I think in the in the judge's summary, um, he he said that the uh, custodial sentence was designed to be a deterrent um, and to set an example to people who may or may not be sort of uh, following in Manu's footsteps. Um, so I guess that's one way if we could sort of put a positive spin on it. He's a very obviously a very high profile guy by many, many sports lovers around the world. Um, and one just hopes that, that no one sort of follows the example that he's set because I'm sure he regrets it now. He's going to jail. Um, his reputation's in tatters. Uh, and he's um, he has to rebuild from scratch. And it's a very, very sad situation for everyone. And I, you know, I, I, I don't, um, I don't, obviously I don't condone what Manu did, but uh, I, I do have some sympathy because he really did seem like a bit of a lost soul for a few years there after coming back injured from the from the Northern Hemisphere after his rugby league career was finished. And he sort of floated around, didn't seem to know what to do with himself, and, he, and he's found himself in this situation. So it's uh, there are no real winners here at all, Stephen. Yeah, good morning, Patrick. Hey, Ruben here, of course. Um, the sentence, I, I agree with that. The the sentence is decent. You know, I, I think that does send a message. And I think the other thing, and you had a text uh, message earlier on talking about the education that needs to happen within professional sports franchises. We hear 
sadly too often of tragic stories post-career where players don't have any direction, don't have any alternatives to fall back, their whole being. And, and look, every situation is nuanced, and I'm not saying this is cut and dried Manu's situation. Um, he was a fantastic dancer uh, for a time there. Mm, uh, obviously, was, yeah. that didn't he work won. out to, into a long-term career. Um, <laughs> but it is, you know, making sure that these guys who their whole being uh, as, as a child as a teenager has been focused around their sport and just absolutely ensuring at uh, at the lowest uh, the earliest levels all grades that uh, the the wider person the alternatives it can happen through injury as well I think he was in a really bad place guys because I know for a fact <coughs> excuse me I know for a fact former coaches reached out to him and he pushed them away because mm. they were concerned they saw what was happening so this uh, uh, we have to be honest here. A lot of this is on him, but he obviously realizes you know there is work to be done, and we know that the NRL do a lot of work, uh, particularly in that space. But they've got to be able to want it, and that's where I say it's nuanced in that certain players. Uh, I'm not saying the leagues, the professional competitions don't have these things in place, but it's a reinforcement to all of us uh, and those players as well. I want want players and young professionals to see what's happened here and realise, actually, you have to do pay attention to that professional development or whatever they call the classes that they have to go through as a part of professional sport. It's huge. Patrick, just briefly before 10.30, because that's about a minute and a half away, just want quickly your thoughts. How do you think that affects some kids who grew up idolising them? Um, look, uh, I'm sure some will be um, very upset and um, certainly disappointed. But look, I think it's um, two things. Firstly, I think it's a really unique situation with Manu, um, as you say, um, because he, he sort of um, potentially could have a, could have had a professional boxing career ahead of him as well um, after a very good fight on the undercard of Joseph Parker. Parker's main event in Christchurch a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, a brain cyst put paid to that, so that led to a further spiral. Secondly, I, I have quite a lot of faith in, in the young kids in New Zealand. I think, um, you know, um, there's a lot of positive stuff coming out in terms of their attitudes to drugs and drinking and smoking even. All of those things have gone down among the younger generation. So, look, I, I do have faith in them. And, I, and as you say, it's nuanced, it's unique, um, but certainly it's... Um, it's very sad. Just briefly, in one word, uh, Ruben, because we've got... No, I'm going to give you one. <laughs> Pressure's you know, on. No, 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 it's all right. <laughs> How would you describe this situation? Oh, sad. Can I have one more? Desperately sad. Yeah, no, fair play. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. with Stephen McIver and for Smithy on ICC Women's World Cup cricket duty tomorrow. Don't forget, White Ferns against the Windies from Bay Oval. Uh, Ball by ball commentary live right here. All White Ferns games on SCNZ. That's a a cracker of a bonus for you. We can assure you of that. Uh, Just to finish off the the Manu conversation that uh, Ruben Bradley and Patrick McKenzie have been having here on the panel, Craig just texted us in the Temper Bedpost text line. He said, you guys are joking, right? (laughs) There should be no sympathy for Manu. Manu is fully responsible, not partly. He's a big boy, knew what he was doing wrong. It's sad, but he made his decisions, and now he pays for them. I think that's. I think we just leave that one there. I think that's uh, that's. It's important that people have the chance to vent like that. Uh, this next subject, Patrick, Super Rugby Old Pucky. So again, we get a COVID a COVID postponement, but uh, the bigger part of the picture is uh, stadiums. 
You know, stadiums are making mm. no, no money. I watched a, a, a story on the news last night. Uh, Wellington making no money. Eden Park making no money. They're bleeding something like half a million dollars. I think it's a month. Uh, what are the wider repercussions of this moving forward? Yeah, there, there are definitely repercussions, I think. Um, possibly in, uh, in terms of changing habits, uh, from spectators and the, and the wider New Zealand public, and that probably concerns me a bit more than the bottom line for stadiums, to be honest, um, because we've seen in terms of rugby attendances at Super Rugby and provincial level drop well away. Uh, and with, with COVID sort of being in the way for two years now, um, people are just getting used to not going to games. Um, and I can't see that changing in the future where people are going to be a bit wary about mingling with you know, in big crowds. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I, I, I do suspect that rugby organisers and administrators and those of other uh, sports in New Zealand are going to have a big task on their hands convincing people to come back and, and watch games live. And let's face it, you know, there's nothing like a full crowd to add atmosphere, um, not only for those on the pitch and in the stands, but also those watching on telly. So it's, it's a massive part of modern sport. I agree that habits is the biggest concern in this situation. People are used to... People who... People are already maybe not going as much as they could have been. Uh, there's a whole new that have found a comfort in watching it on television as well, where they might have put the effort in to go. Um, so th- that's happened. I think what stadiums now really need to focus on is the experience, you know, really doubling down on that. Uh, you know, the, the halftime, the, uh, the, the outlets, the food quality, and also the prices, you know. And this is like any, any business that relied on uh, patrons coming, so we're talking movie theaters. I don't know if there's a way back for movie theaters. As an aside, oh, apparently, the apparently is up. Apparently, oh, really? is okay. up. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Um, <laughs> I love my movies. <laughs> that's why <laughs> attendance is, is it up. Just you? Are you going to ten a week? <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're never available. <laughs> um, it's the experience thing and the price thing. They're like many businesses will need to figure out ways around this. There is no easy solution, but these seem like the things they need to do. You see, I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to. Please, I'm, please I'm going to have a say here for one reason. I think people want to get back out. I think people want to get back out and mingle. You just have to look across the ditch. You see people now going to trials and uh, the NRL trials. You see what's happening in, with English football. A little bit different because it's their rel- total religion, but it, it also comes down to being allowed to do it, right? And the experience thing is right. Rugby has still not got its experience right. That I, I will be bluntly biased here because I've done it for 25 years, 26 years. The Warriors get the experience right. Mm. They get it completely right, and people want to go, and they get their pricing to go and watch a footy game bang on. My one... Well, I, I, go, Patrick. I, I agree. I, I agree, guys. Um, but the product has to be right, and people are willing... They're, they're more selective now, I think. People are willing to go only if they only if it's a unique experience and they're going to be sort of um, looked after. I mean, look at the Black Clash. Um, yeah. People love that. Mm. It's unique. It, it's it's, it's bloody boring. <laughs> look, pe- people people love to watch it. Um, look at the ratings. Um, apparently, they're, they're really good. And, and, the, and the crowds and the general atmosphere at the grounds. It's, I think it's an amazing thing, that. And the, secondly, I, I think stadiums have... Um, 
have just taken customers as a, in inverted commas uh, for granted for far mm, too long. Completely, I really do. Completely. Yeah. Your point, Stephen, about uh, fans want to be there. They are sort of craving this, and and hopefully that applies here. I, I take that, and the piece of evidence in your favour there is: Do you remember that first Super Rugby game after lockdown 2020? After that mm. first lockdown, Eden Park for the first time in years Shock, was sold out for a domestic game, and that was like, oh, there was a craving. It didn't stick though, because you remember that second Australia game. It was like fifteen thousand people well, or something ridiculous. Quality yeah. of footy, quality of footy. Yeah. No, I mean I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. I I spoke to Jeff, uh, oh, Jeff Wilson Goldie, uh, just earlier this week, and I said I'm actually becoming a fan. Oh, it's taken a long time of the quality and style of Super Rugby we're seeing now. Uh, and uh, we were talking about the Blues match, right? And, and against mm. uh, against Hurricanes. the Hurricanes, and I went, you know what? I'll watch that. I'll watch that because that's really exciting. There are reasons for it, and but I think the, I think the fish heads and rugby have got to look closely at what they're doing, and maybe maybe places like Eden Park are just paying too much for what they have to do. But yes, I think we're all in agreement. The experience is important. Uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has created all sorts of things. I, I hate. To, I actually don't like talking about this because that actually scares me a little bit. But as a front mate of mine said, there's nothing you can do, Stephen. So just move on. Uh, the sale of Chelsea. Roman Abramovich has come out this morning and said he's selling it. He's not going to. Uh, he's not going to rush it. But the sale proceeds will go towards helping victims of the Ukraine. He doesn't want any of his loan money back. He's loaned to the club. So, and this goes the flow on. Uh, Ruben, do you think the sports world can have any effect on what's going on? Because it's quite apparent. We know uh, the European Union and the States are putting huge financial pressure on it. I don't think it makes a blind bit of difference. Ah, I do. I do think it's going... I think it will eventually all add up. I I, I agree. The things like cutting them off from the banking system and those that are going to have a bigger impact, of course. That's very practical. You're stopping this guy being able to fund his war. Absolutely. Um, But I think what you get there when you cut out uh, so many other elements of of functioning Russian life, you, you turn the people against that leader as well. So I think every little bit adds up. Yes, the very fundamental building blocks of something like that, you need the EU and the UN uh, to put those in place, but I do believe this other stuff, uh, you know, creates the atmosphere in the country with Russians, uh, I won't say who vote for them, because I've got no idea what happens with their well, voting. It's a, crook, it's, a crook, exactly. it's a crooked system anyway. But you can only last so long in a crooked system. The people will eventually, if enough of them turn against you, you can't maintain that. Well, uh, Patrick, someone said to me We've yesterday... We've got a long way so far, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know he has, but uh, someone said to me yesterday, Patrick, uh, maybe we see the next Russian revolution because his own people yeah. don't want this and his oligarchs don't want to lose their lifestyle. Look, let, let, let's get back to Chelsea and Roman Abramovich for a sec. <laughs> he, he, he's, owned that, he's owned that club for, for 20 years. Uh, it's his personal plaything um, that, that helps him sort of boost his PR and profile and things like that. Him selling it right now is the bare minimum, I think. Um, and he knows the writing's on the wall, otherwise he wouldn't do it. He, he, he doesn't get forced into doing things he doesn't want to do, so he's doing it because he has absolutely no choice. Um, the pressure's coming on, and th- th- will it make any difference in terms of boycotts and things? 100% it will. Look, look, at, look at what happened in apartheid South Africa during those years when, when the countries boycotted and didn't play South Africa. That, that put pressure on the government. It is the fundamentally, it's the right thing to do. 
It really is. And yes, it probably will put pressure on uh, the, the Russian public to sort of turn against uh, that regime. Um, how much? Who knows? You know, that, that, that's for down the line. But yeah, it, it's the right thing to do fundamentally. I understand what you're saying, but uh, in, in, in South Africa, they didn't have a finger on a button, potential button. Mm. And I think I think that's what everybody is uh, damn scared about. And uh, uh, yeah. here's hoping we can sort this one out. Okay, uh, uh, this is not in the script to oh, talk boy. about today. No, it's a simple one. What are you looking forward to this weekend, Ruben? Oh. It's, it has to be sport, not not taking oh, the kids out. Not taking the kids out playing or doing stuff like that. If you want to t- tell us that, that you're oh, welcome. I'm looking forward to a Blues bounce back. Surely, Blues Chiefs got to be a bounce back. Oh, it's a tough one, Patrick. Got to be after that. Yeah. They will be smarting. Uh, the Blues are back at Eden Park, aren't they? Which yeah, is, which is great. Um, yeah, that's going to be a really good game. Look, I, I think. The thing that we're sort of forgetting a wee bit after two rounds of Super Rugby is how difficult New Zealand teams are to beat when they play New Zealand teams. But they're just never out of a game, are they? And we saw that remarkable match or remarkable comeback by the Hurricanes against the Blues in Dunedin. Um, So, yeah, really looking forward to that one and looking forward to Moana Pacifica, although it might be a bit of a difficult watch against yeah. Crusaders first up. Um, I, I feel a bit sorry for them, though. I think they've got 11 newcomers to Super Rugby in their side. Uh, Crusaders have made a few changes too, but they're just, um, yeah, they got, they got yeah, it might be ugly, but at least it's the for, for rugby, it's the a move in the right direction, right? At least it's happening. Exactly. At least it's happening. Patrick McKendry, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for your time, mate. You too, man. And uh, Ruben, pleasure, mate. You should come back and do this again. You 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 are on fire today. Thank you, I'm Stephen. not sucking up to you because you're the boss, <laughs> by the way. Okay, I'm not doing that one, but uh, nice job. Appreciate Thank you for having me. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.